Hey, Love Your Life fam. It's Crystal and Andre Holland. What's up, everybody? Hey, looking forward to hearing from you. So to find us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and leave a review. We look forward to hearing from you all. Yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things, I can do all things, yeah, I can do all things. Hey, Love Your Life family, welcome back to the Loving Your Life podcast. It's your sis, Crystal. Hey, what's going on, fam? It's your brother, Andre. Back at you with another discussion about loving your life. We are so glad to be back with you today. We are uh, winding down from an, a you know very productive day today. Productive, but for sure uh, strenuous. I'm gonna say that. That's for sure. Yes, definitely. Uh, kind of had to shift some things around with the homeschooling today. We focused more on the arts, and we were creative today with some songs, and the kids made some beautiful art today. So it was more of a just a relaxing day getting outside today. So just appreciate. And again, this Arizona weather, it was 82 degrees today. Hey, baby, I got an idea. As you say about we shifted the school schedule, I think we need to shift the school schedule instead of PE and art for tomorrow. Let's do a work crew. We can clean some closets. The kids can clean <laughs> some drawers. They can clean the garage. Work crew. That's what I'm hearing. Hey, you know what? That don't sound too bad to me. But, you know, we have to, you know, kind of ease them into it because, you know, ain't trying to burn them out. You know, they start looking at us like we're crazy. But, you know, they'll be all right. It's good form, good work ethic. Good form. And the more they do, the less I have to. <laughs> Let's get it. Hey, I'm all for that. <laughs> so what we are going to discuss today is what was what are some experiences that changed your life? Some experiences. Oh, they changed your life. That's a good question. Good yeah. question. Let me see. Let me see. It's quite a bit. I know, Andre, you have some different things that it's been for you and yeah. I have some. We may have some similarities. I don't know. Let's see. What you talking about, baby? What's oh, well, let's do this. I'm going to give you my top three um, when I think about my life. Okay. Give, so I'm going to give you my top three experiences that changed my life. Then give give your top three and then let's kind of get into the dialogue about them, all right? Okay. All right, so here I go. I'm going to go first, babe. Is that cool? Yeah, I'm, right. I'm down. Let's get Straight. it. So I would say for me, for sure, is uh, my upbringing, we moved a lot. My father was in the military, so that was a major impact, um, and it really influenced uh, my life when I look at it. Definitely those experiences having moved a lot while growing up, like, again, being a son uh, of a father who's in the military. And then the other two would be uh, marriage to my beautiful queen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'll then uh, fatherhood, for sure. So those are my top three. Okay. So can you go a little deeper with us? Like how many times did you move? What branch of the I, military I, was your daddy I'm gonna get in? There, I'm going to get know? there, Come but on. let's give your top three first. <laughs> okay, okay. And okay. then I'll go back. Oh, my bad, my bad. You know, um, top three for me would definitely because would be becoming Mrs. Holland. Okay, okay. And then becoming a mother. Because, you know, I got some high standards now. So, <laughs> what? you know what I'm saying? You becoming Miss Holland was, you was a, you know. Get some act right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three would be learning how to do life as a wife, as a mother with a chronic illness. Cool. So, let's, let's unpack this. I'm going to start. Okay. Um, all right. So, for me, like I said, uh, my upbringing. So, father was in the military. We moved about every three, four years. Okay. And so with those moves, we obviously moved to different states and I was forced to be around a lot of different cultures, 
um, geographical areas, experiences that really helped shape me. Um, so starting off in the South, um, then at a younger age, I moved out West, then moved back to another part of the South, and then, you know, a couple of trips cross country. So I would say those are some major areas that shaped my life. Why it was so fundamental for me is because I had to learn how to get along with different people that did, came from different backgrounds. Okay. So I was never accustomed to staying with one people group, although being African-American, you know, there were certain cities and states that I lived in that I was in predominantly Hispanic or, you know, uh, white neighborhoods just because of where we moved. Whereas originally when I was where I was born and then living in Mississippi, my neighborhoods were primarily black. But one of the benefits, like I said, it really helped me to um, experience different cultures at a very young age and, you know, be able to glean from different cultures and not just have a one sided, you know, viewpoint of, of life and, you know, expectations or what you're accustomed to. I learned uh, many different customs, got the experience of uh, many different cultures. So it was a huge asset. OK, so I heard a lot of pros. Were there any cons? For sure. I was talking to one of my friends uh, I went to college with, one of my boys, and I said, I, I never had that opportunity to grow up, you know, with a best friend as far as from, let's say, grade school all the way through high school, uh, for the most part. Okay. I have one friend, uh, my boy, uh, shout out to Rob Howard. He was the closest sixth grade, and we ended up going to college together, playing football together, so forth. But outside of Rob Howard, because we moved every three to four years, mm -hmm. um, you know, I never had those experiences where I lived in the same state with, with the same group of people, you know, from grade school through high school. Okay. So that for sure was a con. Um, and then I would say, um, hmm. well, I, I would say that's probably the biggest con. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And even hearing you say that, um, even just throughout our, our life and our marriage and different moves that we've made, um, it seems pretty easy for you to move and it seems more of a struggle for our kiddos when it's time to move because they've had, I say, the consistency of growing up and having the same of everything. And so I can see like when it's time for us to, you know, adapt to you adapt to the change of moving a lot easier. And um, it came up in a conversation with the kids, I don't know if you remember, a while back where they were like, it just seems so easy for you to move. And you were like, well, that's yeah. how my life was growing up. Well, for sure, I was more accustomed to it because I experienced it, uh -huh. um, you know, and part of that. So every two, three years, four years or so, I was going to a different school, yeah. um, had to make all new friends. So um, that that was challenging. We talk about cons. That was challenging. Just growing up, having to go to new school, being the new kid always yeah. uh, or constantly. That was hard, you know, starting over, making new friends. Um, so that definitely was a con in some aspects. But the other aspects, it was it was a pro, meaning I moved to Arizona as a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. So one month before my senior year in high school started, I moved to Arizona coming from Tampa, Florida. Uh, huge, huge disappointment at first. I didn't go to senior prom, didn't go to homecoming, Man. didn't go to dances. All I did was went to school, played sports, and came home because I was upset um, that we that I moved. You know, I had established some great friendships in Tampa, Florida. Then we picked up out of the blue um, and and moved right before my senior year. So that was very hard. However, 
And this is why you always got to look at trying to make uh, lemonade out of lemons. I ended up moving from Tampa, Florida to Phoenix, Arizona, ended up going to high school out here, um, played football, was was very athletic. And but I got more looks out here because honestly, the, the competition, Florida and, and Texas are, you know, huge powerhouse, yeah. you know, football states as well as California. Um, so I had more Division One offers when I moved here to Arizona. So that was some definitely a pro out of it when I look at, you know, pros and cons. But for sure, um, those moves really shaped my life. Where all did you live? Oh, man. Good question. Started off South Carolina, say Mississippi, um, moved to Las Vegas, moved to here in Arizona, moved to Tampa, Florida, uh, moved back out west, a brief stint in California, wow. and then ended up finishing, finishing high school back in uh, Arizona. Which eventually sent you where? Which eventually sent me to Oregon State. Shout out to my Beavers one time, Jonathan Smith, and all the homies holding it down. Um, and then, you know, after college, you know, back here in Arizona. So, yeah. Which will lead into uh, you becoming a, a husband. Right. So you want to give me all my, my all three of mine? And then we you we can give go me back and forth. We can so go back you, and so, forth. Okay. So unpack yours. Okay. One so of your, your first ones. One of my first ones, definitely becoming a wife. Okay. Um, most little girls, I can't say all, we start planning our wedding as little girls. Right. I always knew I wanted to be a wife. Always knew I wanted to be a mother. And um, so just preparing for that mentally and spiritually was, I'd say, something that started as a kid. So um, there were different things that were taught to me, uh, at, you know, to prepare for being a wife. But I'd say in my, I, I was, it was three years. I did, I intentionally was like no dating. It was strictly me just focusing on um, getting myself healthy Um body, soul, and spirit, making sure that I was where I needed to be, where I felt like I needed to be before becoming a wife. And in that time frame, uh, Mr. Holland, you know, he came and hollered at your girl, you know, and so. Uh, hey, but y'all hear that though, right? She had to spend time getting prepared for me. See, I didn't just, <laughs> I didn't just settle for any other thing. My wife had oh to spend time gosh. preparing for this king right here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, um, I just really had to, I, yeah, we, we spent a lot. You see, you get me all flustered when you start doing stuff like hey, that. So if y'all can see her, she blushing right now. <laughs> see, that's, that's the effects of a good man. You know what I'm saying? Keep that smile on your face. Yes, no, yes, but go ahead, yes go you ahead. are a good man. You know Shoot, saying? you better than good, baby. You know, you know. <laughs> but um, just definitely taking that time, making sure that, one thing I did not want is for him to have to pay for the wounds that another man caused. And so I did work, um, a necessary work that I felt I needed to do um, in order to become a wife. Now, that didn't eliminate struggles when I did become a wife because uh, that's just a whole new ballpark. You're learning how to share space and uh, become vulnerable with another human being. And, and we've had very powerful moments and We'll we'll talk about those maybe on another segment, uh, but definitely becoming a wife, uh, just in loving it, love being a wife, just it's been a gift. It's been such a blessing to be a wife. At no point have I ever hated um, or been like, why did I want to do this? It's something that, like I said, I always wanted as a little girl. 
All right. So marriage experience that changed your life. Talk about a little bit about some of the um, sacrifices uh, that you had to make becoming a wife. So growing the first one, actually, when we were dating, I grew up, I have all brothers. I was a tomboy for, for many, many years and evolved into who I am now. Um, and so when we were dating, I have a lot of male friends. I just, I struggle to hang around females. I don't like gossip. I don't, I don't get down with, uh, bringing other females down. It's just never been my forte. And so I did not have a lot of female relationships. And so, um, one of the things that I had to cut away was a lot of my male friends. Now, let me chime in right here. <laughs> let me chime in. Okay. Now, let's just keep it real. Yeah, you're right. You had to get some, some priorities straight. Because I know, hey, listen, <laughs> ladies, uh, sisters, brothers, I had to put the check down. Stop saying when, that. When I met my wife, I was like, listen here, baby Whatever. girl. Now, we date now. I don't care about no homies. I don't care about your brother's friends. We date now. Oh, man. And so, no, but on a serious note, I had to put some some boundaries. Like, because yeah. she was accustomed to, you know, hanging out. I met this one cat, you know, strictly platonic. It was friends. I go over to see my baby girl, you know what I'm saying? And I come to the house. And this cat, you know, a friend of her brother's, posted up in the room, chilling. <laughs> and was, like, comfortable. <laughs> and I'm looking at this cat like, dog, do you don't see me? Like, you know, hold on now. There's a new sheriff in town. I don't roll like that. So for sure, um, so I had to put some proper boundaries. Yes, let's use boundaries. But I'll never forget that day. He he gave me a call. He was like, look, we need to talk. And um, he he was very clear. And um, I was like, wow, this this man is very serious about me. And I could tell how serious he was about me and I valued that. And there was, there was just something about his tone, his delivery, how he looked at me that I was like, Oh, now you make it sound like I'm abusive. Yeah, let's, no, clar- let's clarify no, that. I'm I wasn't yelling, <laughs> screaming and acting foolish. Not, not, I'm saying it in a way of respect. Okay. Like, well, let's just clarify because the, the audience <laughs> don't know our story now. We got to tell it. True, true. So, and, so, okay. So let me backpedal a little bit. It was more in a way like, look, I'm, I'm feeling you. I want to grow this relationship with you. I respect you. But if you're going to roll with me, if you're going to walk with me and do life with me, This boundary has to be put in place. I'm not going to share you with another man, friend or not, you know? And so I I had to learn how to reshape or reframe uh, my friendships with my, with my male friends. And so it it took on a different look and and it was okay. It's part of learning how to be a wife and And, there's a cutting away of old behaviors. Right. And, and to clarify, I didn't say she couldn't have male friends. However, you know, my conversation was, listen, we got to keep this in the proper perspective, meaning just like I didn't allow any female friends that I had to take interfere with that, with my relationship with Crystal when we were dating, I expected the same thing. Meaning if, if there was something that made my wife uncomfortable about a female, mm-hmm. instead of, well, this is my friend, I was dating her. I knew she was going to be my wife. And so if she said she had a problem with so-and-so or it made her uncomfortable, if I was spending time talking with so-and-so, then I, I I distanced myself and didn't talk to that person as much. Okay. Now, listen, you know, 
you may have your own relationships with your friends that are of the opposite sex. And that's between you as a husband and a wife or as a couple. You have to set what are healthy boundaries for your relationship. But for Kristen and I, we talked about this and we, you know, we agreed that we did not want to allow any relationships to supersede our influence on one another. Meaning if I had a problem with someone, whether it be male or female, that she would spend a lot of time with or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if I expressed that to her with respect, of course, my word and my feelings and what I have to say about it should trump her friends, right. vice versa, because we be, remember now we were becoming one. We knew we were going to get married. And so the two become one flesh, vice versa. If she came to me and said, hey, you know, you spend a lot of time with your homeboys or, or, or you know, I don't really want, you know, you talking to a, a lot of girls, you know, just strictly platonic, meaning hanging out and so forth. I respect that. And so we made sure that one each other, one another's voice, our voices with one another was dominant over anyone else. So just really setting healthy boundaries. Right. And, and mind you, even as he says that both of us, which you will probably hear me frequent, we all have a story. And so there was a level of maturity and um, responsibility that we had taken as individuals for our behaviors. And so if we were uncomfortable with something, we never came to each other making accusations off the top knowing without having any information it was we would raise questions hey how how long have you known so-and-so um what kind of relationship have you had and you know you know so that we wouldn't turn it something that's not an argument into one right okay so 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 marriage was uh, your first one right yes okay all right so i gave you my first one so second one for me not necessarily in this order. So please don't think that I'm saying moving was took a priority, but I just gave you my top three. So my top three was moving at a young age a lot, uh, marriage and um, becoming a father. So marriage was huge for me. Um, that obviously uh, changed my life for the first time. Uh, well, I can't say the first time, but at a, at a whole nother level, mm-hmm. it really made me understand what it meant to sacrifice because even dating before marriage, you know, dating, you know, other people before I got married to my wife, um, you know, there's obviously some sacrifice, but marriage was just another level, you know, daily concerned about, you know, my wife, you know, what her needs are, the things that, you know, look, sharing finances, sharing finances and and making sure that things are paid. That's strictly for her benefit, um, which is, ultimately my benefit. Right. So that was huge. Just really looking at life from a true sacrificial lens Mm -hmm. where in times past, I would get up and kind of do me and do what I needed and wanted to do. Right. Whereas when I began, when I got married, I began to really see things from another lens and it wasn't, I don't want you to think the first day of marriage, everything changed. I think while we were leading up to marriage, it changed. But again, that really uh, was the first time that, you know, engagement marriage piece was the first time that I really understood, you know, a daily sacrifice. Right. And not something like sacrificing like you hate it. No, I mean, you enjoy it, but just truly, you know, thinking about someone else's benefit outside of your own. So that was huge for me. What would be your what would be your second area, babe? My second would definitely be becoming a mother. Okay. The whole process of finding out I was pregnant and then just the joy. I had an, 
I probably like an underlining fear that I wouldn't be able to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing that Girl, I grew up fear. with. Fear? You fertile murder. We got four kids. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm talking about with the first oh, okay, uh, first okay. child. Uh, prior, prior to having kids, I just, I remember I just, some of it was some experiences I had had and some people I had walked alongside with and um, so just, it was a fear that I had, you know, and I knew how bad I wanted to become a mother. Mm-hmm. And so being pregnant, feeling our firstborn, Jeremiah, move for the first time and seeing you as a father, watching me grow, right. you know, talking to our child. I mean, it was just such an, a beautiful moment. And then that peanut was trying to come when I was five months pregnant and he tried again at seven months and he finally came at right when I hit eight months. Right. Um, so he was four pounds, 12 ounces, but he was a strong, strong baby boy. Right. And that just, and from him to Josiah and then Joshua, and then there's just different experiences with all of them. Um, which I'll touch on with my last point, but I just love being a mother. Right. You left out Jayla, baby. Well, I, I'm going to get to her later. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Okay. All right. So I, I would say for me, then my, my third area, and I'm going to kind of just go right into unpacking it would be obviously becoming a father. Um, huge because, you know, y'all check this out. We were, my wife and I, after we had got married, shortly after we had got married, we decided, Hey, let's uh, move back in with her. Well, let's move in with her parents. Uh-huh. And the goal was we, we, you know, we got rid of the apartment. We were going to pay debt off and look to buy a house, which, you know, our parents, her her parents, my mother and father-in-law, had the space. They were on board, excited. So it was a win-win. So here I am, you know what I'm saying? I don't put put the Mac down, ask this woman to marry me, <laughs> and thinking, like, oh, this is kosher. This is good. You know, we're paying debt. We're going to get our own house. And we had we stated that we were going to wait a year or a couple of years before we had our first child. And so about four months after we got married, you know, three to four months after we got married, my wife tells me while I'm living with her parents, <laughs> we are living in her parents' house. She tells me she's pregnant. Yeah. And so I'm like scared. I'm nervous. I'm just thinking like, man, I done asked this man's daughter to, uh, for her hand in marriage. And here we are living in his house with it, you know, with this blessing, of course. And now baby's on the way. So as a man, you know, I was fearful. Are we prepared? What are we doing? And so that was a huge experience because number one, I mean, I had a lot of drive before that point, but it led a whole nother level of fire <laughs> to get credit in check, to, to, to really spend a lot of time looking at the future and planning and so forth. Um, so that was a huge experience that changed my life and then really addressing some fears, you know, and the reality of it is I didn't realize it really until I became a father. However, it really made me think about when my wife was pregnant with our first child of just thinking back on my childhood and all the great times we had reexamining my life and, you know, reflecting, but also thinking about some of the things that were not so good. And how I remember growing up making certain vows, like when I get married and have children, there's certain things that I said I was not going to do. Uh, mom and dad worked their fingers to the bone and definitely provided for us. But there were some seasons. It was just some unhealthy environments, uh, you know, definitely, you know, some areas, uh, you know, my pops, bless his heart. He he in heaven with the Lord, 
but uh, you know what I'm saying? He, he used to get his party on. And so at, at times there was some, um, some, some green smoke in the air, quite a bit of green <laughs> smoke that, uh, so I really grew up in, in, you know, an environment, uh, with, with a lot of, um, you know, the drugs. And so as a father, when I became a father, it really made me look at, examine obviously the great things and the things that I wanted to continue, but even, you know, look at some things and say, you know what, I'm going to do some things different. So that would be for my, my top three babe experiences that, that changed my life. Um, kind of share with us your last one and kind of go right into it, kind of unpacking it, going in depth for us. So my third is definitely when I was diagnosed um, with multiple autoimmune conditions, learning how to do life as a wife and a mother with a chronic illness. It shook me, I would say us, to our very core um, because we, with autoimmune conditions, there's a lot of inconsistencies. First diagnosis I had was um, Crohn's disease, and then it started to affect my liver and um, then my vision, and it was ongoing. And so it was one thing after the other, and nobody had answers. And so every day we were shooting blind. We were trying to tackle things and then have conversations around it and have time with him, um, with my husband as his wife, because he turned into my caregiver. And that was not something that I wrote down on my goals that I want my husband to be my caregiver. Now, we know with aging and stuff, yeah, that eventually happens. But I'm in my 20s and my husband has now become my caregiver and I'm I'm taking care of children, um, afraid that this is affecting them and that they're going to grow up afraid of, of being sick or that I just was not being the best mom. And so there were a lot of lies that I was entertaining because I did not know how to do life like this at all. I didn't know how to, um, I did, I just gave myself a hard time. There was a lot of, of inner negative self chatter, you know, he's got to come home and help me with this. I can't even complete laundry. You know, it was just a lot of negative self-talk versus acknowledging what I was doing right. right. And so um, with an autoimmune condition, you can do everything right and your body not respond. And then you can have some days that are absolutely amazing. And even in those amazing days, you want to hold on to them and grasp onto them. And the next thing is boom. You know, and so that's been, I would say, the most difficult change um, and experience that I've had to journey with through. It's hard for me to say I because it doesn't just affect me. Right. For sure. It affects us both. I think that and obviously it was your top three, but it really, you know, as you were going through it, I was going through it. We were right. going through it. So for sure, um, you know, all of our aspects, all of our different experiences affected each other. Uh, however, for sure, I definitely agree that, you know, the, the health issues, it really put a another perspective on all of our lives, meaning we had to do things different, how we operated, how we shopped, how we um, spent time rec- in, in leisure activities, right? where we went, how we went, what time of the day we went. Um, it was all impacted because it was really predicated upon how you were doing. Um, and then even dealing with the financial component, right? you know, trying to make sure we have the right supplements, the right vitamins, um, the right diet. How many of us know it's expensive compared to, you know, when you're looking at a, a healthy diet, 
fresh fruits and vegetables. I mean, it was just a lot of challenges that we had to face earlier on. However, I am thankful that it happened earlier. Right. You know, right. because it forced us at a young age to really begin to, uh, you know, experience trial and error research. Um, so that was definitely a blessing. But uh, you, you mentioned you had to deal with a lot of lies or, you know, address a lot of lies that you were dealing lies right. that you were dealing with. Some Talk about them, that a little bit. Some of them were self-inflicted. And then some of them were coming from outside of me, just from people making assumptions. Like what? So t- um, specifically, like what lies you're talking about? Oh, she's a hypochondriac. Okay. Just foolishness. Because with autoimmune conditions, you, you can, like for Crohn's disease, it is a GI issue. It's called inflammatory bowel disease. Um, or for some people, it's irritable bowel syndrome. And then for some, it's ulcerative colitis. And so there's... Uh, for, there's many categories that fall under um, this particular autoimmune condition. There's many autoimmune conditions. And so with Crohn's disease, it affects the whole body at different times or coincidentally. And I think a big part of that, as you say that, because a lot of people couldn't understand how one day you would look fine, feel fine, moving, walking to them, quote unquote, normal. Right. And then the next day, sometimes a matter of hours, Everything changes, meaning pain in your body. It would and so, flip. And so some people, because they couldn't physically feel what you were feeling, they would make these presumptions that, oh, it's not that serious, or you're just doing this to get attention. Right. Uh, and then even one of the things that hurt the most is, which this is a part of life, you know, some people who were the most critical were people that were influential people in our lives. Right. And they didn't mean it per se. They just didn't realize. They didn't know. Well, and and so for those of you that may be caregivers or be around people that have autoimmune conditions, the best way to stay in a relationship with them is ask questions versus looking at them and making an assumption. It's not fair. Um, And you never know what may hit your life. Number one, this was not in our plans. And um, it's something that we've has grown us up. I love who I am. I love how my husband has loved me through this journey. It has been the hardest thing I believe that we have had to journey through, but we have loved hard. We have learned how to love and to grow in love. And um, I can say today that after actually next month will be 17 years that it's been since I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, And the doctors have said it's a miracle that I'm even walking. When the, you look at my blood levels and you go in and they say you're a little miracle. And that has been through perseverance, drawing near to God, uh, getting my mouth open to those that are credible others that speak life into me, but also speaks truth without wounding or to bring damage um, that provoke growth. And also just, you know, lifestyle change. I mean, you know, we look at a diet change, an exercise regimen. Absolutely. You know, so really um, being disciplined about some specific things. So that that was huge. You know, and even as we talk about these experiences, these top experiences that change our life, they can really all be summed up in First Corinthians 13, dealing with, you know, love. Yeah. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. Um, one of the things as we talk about love your life and what truly has been a blessing, a huge asset is, you know, the love of God, obviously, that relationship with God that relationship with one another, and then the relationship with our peers, people that we could love on, that would love on us, support us in our time of need, uh, being able to bounce feedback on. So I would encourage 
our listeners, our, our brothers and sisters, you know, wherever you are, uh, whatever situation you find yourself in, it's never too late. If you need to go back to the drawing board, go back to the drawing board. But know that through love, I'm talking about that agape love mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13, not that fleshy love or superficial love, but agape love. That love that I'm talking about really can propel you to life, can propel you to higher heights, can propel you to the point where you're fortified so that you won't give up on relationships that are meant to last a lifetime. So with that, Hey, we love you, brothers and sisters. Hey, babe, tell us where they can find us. Check us out. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and much love to you all. We want to hear from you later. Peace. Shout to the city that raised me. Shout to the people that made me. I'm from the 80s. I don't think mumbling wavy. I grew up black on a Jay-Z. Maybe I'm crazy. I ain't been wondering lately. Feel like it's there for the taking. Feel like I'm good with the changes. Know who I am. And that's the most dangerous thing. Hey, Love Your Life fam. It's Crystal and Andre Holland. What's up, everybody? Hey, looking forward to hearing from you. So to find us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and leave a review. We look forward to hearing from you all.